Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Lily Jamali in San Francisco. And I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. The presidential race is still too close to call, but here in California, Joe Biden won a decisive victory against Donald Trump. According to the most recent numbers, Biden received 65% of the vote to Trump's nearly 33%. About 73% of the California vote has so far been counted. But that race is tight next door in swing state Nevada. There, Biden continues to hold a slight lead over Trump. But as Paul Boger from our partners at KUNR in Reno reports, Biden's lead has dwindled to less than 8,000 votes statewide. The race is really neck and neck. At this point, it appears Biden outperformed Trump in Clark and Washoe counties, where a vast majority of Nevada's voters live. But Trump dominated rural areas, beating Biden nearly two to one. Those results, though, are still very preliminary. There are an unknown number of mail-in ballots that could possibly be delivered by mail within the next few days, and it's not going to take much to sway the election for either candidate. I will note, Democrats in the state were much more likely to vote by mail this year. That was KUNR's Paul Boger in Reno for us. President Trump narrowly lost Nevada in 2016. Elections officials there say that no more results will be updated until tomorrow morning. Now to some state ballot measure results. Prop 17 has passed. That ballot measure gives people on parole the right to vote. At last tally, it was ahead with 59% of the vote. But Prop 20 has failed, with 62% of voters voting against it. Supported by many California district attorneys, the ballot measure would have added to the list of violent felonies with restricted early parole. And Prop 21, which would allow cities to enact new rent control restrictions, failed, with 60% voting against it. And with more than two-thirds of precincts reporting, other state ballot measures are too close to call this morning, including Prop 15. That one would raise taxes on commercial properties, generating billions for schools and local governments without changing property taxes for homeowners. Californians passed Proposition 22, making it legal for those companies to classify workers as contractors and deny them basic employee benefits. KQED Sam Harnett reports. Proposition 22 creates a new gig category of worker for any person doing app-based transportation or delivery work. These workers will not get unemployment insurance, workers' compensation, guaranteed minimum wage, or overtime, but instead a package of watered-down employee benefits like health care subsidies and the option to buy insurance. 
The proposition allows gig companies to continue operating as they were, despite pressure from all three branches of California's government to classify their workers as employees. Lyft, Uber, DoorDash, Postmates, and Instacart spent over $200 million on the ballot campaign, making it the most expensive in California history. They presented Prop 22 as a win for social justice and driver flexibility, and they used their apps to urge workers and consumers to vote yes. For The California Report, I'm Sam Harnett. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of The California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. The presidential election is top of mind for many voters, but there are several important congressional races happening in California this year. Joining me now to talk about some of those closer races is KQED politics reporter Katie Orr. Good morning, Katie. Good morning. And Katie, one of the most closely watched races is one for a seat in San Diego and Riverside counties. That's one that was once held by Republican Duncan Hunter, who vacated when he pleaded guilty to misusing campaign funds. How is the race to replace him going? Well, it's a tight race, maybe tighter than people had expected. Right now, Republican Daryl Issa leads with about 52% of the vote. Democrat Amar Campanajar has about 47.8% of the vote. And we should note that these totals can certainly change as uh, more votes come in, but that's where things stand at the moment. As you mentioned, this is a, re- a race to replace Republican Duncan Hunter. Campanajar actually lost to Hunter by about four points in 2018. And Issa is a former longtime Republican congressman who represented sections of San Diego County and South Orange County. He retired in 2018 after it became apparent that he might not win re-election. So it'll be interesting to see if Issa is able to, to pull it out. It will be. What about Democrat Katie Hill's old seat? This was in the Santa Clarita area. She also resigned amid scandal last year after being part of the blue wave in 2018. Right. And when she resigned, they held a special election, uh, which Republican Mike Garcia 
won uh, back in May. It was the first Republican House flip in California in the 21st century. However, in this rematch in the general election, State Assemblywoman Christy Smith currently has the lead with about 50.5% of the vote to Garcia's 49.5. Again, very close here. Garcia was the only Republican representing a district where Hillary Clinton won a majority of the votes, but this district is more pro-Trump than many of the other swing districts in California. All right. Well, Katie, I think a lot of people have been training their focus on Orange County and the Central Valley when it comes to really testing how well the blue wave held up. Let's start in Orange County. What are the big races there? Right. In the 48th district, incumbent Harley Ruda, who won the seat in 2018, is facing Republican challenger Michelle Steele. That's a really close race. Right now, Steele is actually ahead 50.3% to 49.7. Down in the 39th district, a similar story, Gil Cisneros, who beat a Republican young Kim in 2018, is facing her again. Right now, Kim has a slight lead, 50.2 to 49.8%. That's been going back and forth. And in the Central Valley in the 21st District, another rematch from 2018. Mm -hmm. Uh, T.J. Cox, the incumbent Democrat, again facing David Valadeo, a Republican. The Republican has the lead at the moment, Valadeo, 51.4% to T.J. Cox's 48.6%. Again, this is a race that we could see go back and forth before we have the final results. Yeah, Valadeo coming back for his old seat. It's going to be an interesting one to watch. Thank you so much, Katie. You're welcome. In the race for District Attorney of Los Angeles County, former San Francisco DA George Gascon maintains a big lead over incumbent Jackie Lacey. Lacey is the first woman and African-American District Attorney in L.A., but has been criticized for her reluctance to prosecute police involved in officer-involved shootings. Gascon campaigned as an advocate for criminal justice reform and finding alternatives to incarceration. Here's Gascon speaking recently. The main choices were between punishment and results. I think we have had a criminal justice system in L.A. County has been very punishment-driven at the expense of results. You know, we have seen the over-incarceration. We have seen violent crime go up. Um, You know, also, I believe that people want to see a system that is more humane. Gascon currently leads Lacey 54 to 46 percent. And that is the California Report for this Wednesday, November 4th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Lily Jamali in San Francisco. And I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Thanks for listening, and have a good post-election day. Support for the California Report comes from Water Heaters Only, specializing in the repair and replacement of water heaters since 1968. Licensed and insured, open 24 hours a day every day. Learn more at waterheatersonly.com. Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, focused on finding exceptional people and helping them do more for others together. On the web at schmidtfutures.com. And Hint, fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. 
Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 